And some words are from me and some words like really resonate from me and help me be a better writer and a better communicator and a better leader. And some words are for me to share with others. And so in my like safe spaces, I kind of work through those words with others. And then I'm like, when it, when it, when I can get like a consensus, like, yes, this is what we need. But I kind of put together an Instagram post or a blog post or a podcast episode around it. Do you wonder if you're ready to share your words with others? Have you written on your own or bounced your writing off a few close friends only to feel like it needs a wider audience? Are you ready to take the next step in your writing life and answer that nagging question, how do I get people to actually read my stuff? If so, I'm so glad you're tuning in. This episode is just for you. Hi, I'm Clarissa Mall, and welcome to The Writerly Life, brought to you by Hope Writers, the most encouraging place on the internet for writers to make progress. Here at The Writerly Life, we help you expand your creativity, explore new techniques, and express your hope-filled words in a world that needs them. We'll help you learn to balance the art of writing with the business of publishing, and learn to hustle without losing heart. You have words, and your words matter. And as you write them, you can be you, boldly, bravely, maybe even a little scared sometimes. You can be you in your writing life. So welcome to the show, friends. Lean in, grab a pen, let's chat. Welcoming your reader always includes bringing your whole self to your work. So this week, we're digging deep to figure out how to find and welcome our readers. If you've been wanting to move beyond daily journaling for yourself and put your words out into the world, this episode will get you started. When we focus too much on how we're perceived in our writing, it can keep us from meeting our readers' needs and allowing them to connect with our story. Writer, podcaster and pastor Oshita Moore knows this temptation all too well. She sat down with Hope Writers to discuss how she's learning to embrace her full, whole self as a writer and how we can do the same. Lean in as Oshita tells us more during a recent Hope Writers Tuesday teaching with author and co-founder Emily P. Freeman. Can you tell us a little bit about, just from your perspective as a writer, when you think about the person you're writing for and the person you're writing to, Who is your ideal reader? Who do you picture when you imagine the person who's reading your words? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, I feel like for so many of us, we are kind of just in the middle. Like we, we, uh, we believe we, we know that there's conflict or like an idea can be super polarized. And so we kind of like understand each side, but we don't wholeheartedly say we're one side or the other. We're just kind of like in the middle on so many things, theologically, politically, philosophically. Um, And so I think that my ideal writer is somebody who identifies herself as kind of like in the middle and she's so heartbroken by the conflict of either side. And she wants to figure out a way to be a bridge between the two. Um, My ideal reader is somebody that recognizes that all of these issues are way more complex than just a a vote or just a solid, like, I believe this and nothing else, or um, that they realize that there's so much complexity once you kind of, like, start looking at the people who hold those ideas. And so they want to be a part of, like, creative solutions for peace um, in the midst of that complexity. And then I think my ideal reader is just a woman who is so tired of feeling like um, all of the good and godly people are doing all the big, great things all over the world. 
Um, she wants to know that what she does in her everyday life is good and meaningful and has eternal significance. And so she wants her everyday actions of showing up for the people to have to matter. So she wants some, a cheerleader to say, yeah, it totally does. Um, and, and keep at it. And here's another idea to be creative and a peacemaker right where you are. Oshita knows how hard it can be to tackle difficult topics. Her readers look to her to help them discover how their everyday lives intersect with peacemaking and how they can live out peacemaking in meaningful ways. She often writes on difficult topics like conflict and race from her perspective as a Black woman, author, and leader. And she's always looking for ways to genuinely find and welcome her reader into the conversation. Regardless of our message, we need to resist hiding the aspects of our lives that bring our unique perspective to our readers. We have a responsibility to bring our full selves to our work as we share our stories. Here are a few tips on how to do that well. Number one, write from your full self. If we want readers to connect with our writing, we need to live a life that's integrated on and off the page. Describing who she wants to be as a writer, Oshida says, I want to be my full self, the self that I love, the self the people in my life love, the self readers love. Well, there's no distinction between how readers see her and how the people in her real life see her. The story she lives and the story she tells are one and the same. We should fully express who we are, both in our intimate relationships and in community with our readers, as writers with integrity. It's a disservice to readers to hold back on aspects of who we are and the life stories that shape us. As you work to welcome your reader, strive to be the same complex, whole, integrated person wherever your readers might encounter you, whether on social media, at a live event, or through a blog or book. Number two, write with a consistent voice. Another aspect of bringing our whole self to our story is writing how we speak. When we communicate with readers across publishing platforms, not only do we want to bring our whole self, we also want to have a consistent voice. Oshida has lived all over the United States, and over the years she's inevitably picked up local vocabulary from each location. This is reflected in her work, where she strives to write in the same way she speaks, peppering in the language of her everyday life. If we want to find and welcome our readers, we want to sound consistent across all publishing platforms for them. But we also want the people in our lives to recognize our voice in our work. When she wrote her book, Shalom Sisters, Oshida kept in mind that she wants her daughters to read it someday. When they do, she wants them to recognize the sound of her voice, even when it's written on the page. Number three, write through your embodied stories. In addition to bringing a consistent voice to your work, it's also important to bring our own embodied experiences to our writing. Oshida specifically encourages writers of color to write from the skin they're in. I can't be my whole full self as a writer, she says, if I can't talk about race. Skin color, gender, physical health, and any number of other bodily experiences inform who we are as writers. Stories told from your own skin make for richer, more integrated writing, 
regardless of the form your writing takes. Your body and how you live in it give you a unique perspective from which to create. Writing from the skin you're in helps you remain authentic, brings depth and color to your storytelling. Our goal as writers is to serve our readers with authenticity and integrity. And the more we incorporate our everyday lives into our work, the more our readers will connect with our message. When we give our full selves to our work, we honor ourselves, our stories, and most importantly, our readers. We began this episode by asking, how can I get people to read my stuff? Well, the answer is surprisingly simple. Be you. Bravely and boldly, be you consistently and honestly. Let your full self find voice in your writing. Why did we get into this? Why did, why did we feel the compulsion to put our words out in the world? It's because we wanted to have some sort of connection with others. And so I think for me, rem- remembering the relational community piece to being a writer has been so helpful, especially like I'm contemplating, when I'm contemplating like another book project or whatever, like I get scared of that introspective hidey hole because I'm such an extrovert. But I also know like, well, I have to go in for a while to kind of know what I want to say, but eventually it's going to go out to people. So it's okay. It still, it still stays in community. If this episode was helpful to you, just imagine how helpful the entire hour long interview with Oshida Moore would be. Every week, our members have access to new one-hour Tuesday teachings with agents, publishers, social media strategists, and authors like Oshita Moore. Hope Writers helps you make progress in your writing life, whether you're writing blogs, articles, on social media, or in a book. If you want to be serious about your words and your reader, we're here for you. For writing tips and encouragement, find us on Instagram at Hope Writers, or on our public Facebook page, Hope Writers Community. Last, a final word from the great poet Robert Frost. No tears in the writer, no tears in the reader. No surprise in the writer, no surprise in the reader. As you write from your real life, in your real voice, from your real heart, you'll inevitably find your reader. Your honesty will welcome others to your work and your unique perspective will create community. Whether you write for a handful of close friends or audiences of millions, your words will bring hope to those who read them. Thanks for listening, writer friend. As you step into this week, remember to keep writing. Your words matter, and we can't wait to read them. If you found this episode of The Writerly Life helpful, be sure to like and comment and hit the subscribe button below here on YouTube. If you're listening in, like, rate, and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help others know you found the content helpful. See you next week.